0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Shane Duffy's move to Celtic looks well on its way to completion Rangers, Aberdeen, Motherwell and the Hoops all find out what lies in wait if they progress in Europe And Lyndon Dykes has his sights set on becoming a Scotland great I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Roger Hanna Yes, Shane Duffy poised at the Celtic entry door tonight A lone move from Brighton until the end of the season He's in Bulgaria with the Republic of Ireland squad But it probably won't stop him becoming a Celtic player Alfredo Morelos still not any closer to the Rangers exit door despite Porto joining Lille in the hunt for the Colombian striker and everybody wants Lyndon Dykes to take the Hamden doors off the hinges on Friday night yeah looking forward to Friday night's game Gordon but still a lot of talking points from the weekend Celtic fans wanting more targets brought into the club especially at centre back position that looks like Duffy's got to be the one to f- uh, fill that wonder how Celtic fans feel about that is that a real good sign and I do think it is I know that he's a little bit older but good experience here uh, centre half that will go and be dominant and win things I think that could be a good sign for Celtic 0141-951-1025 That's the number you need to join the discussion tonight Why not let the guys know what is on your mind You can tweet as well at Clyde SSB We're here until 8 o'clock Plenty of time to get your thoughts across So like I say, give us a call or send us a tweet And uh, I'm sure the guys will have something to say on your point Uh, Roger Hanna, sometimes when the international break comes along Club football completely takes a back seat And it's a complete break for everyone This is not one of those times Because the transfer window is still open It's still going to be open for a long time We've got European qualifiers Which have been pushed back for the club sides as well Due to the, the coronavirus crisis and all the rest of it So although it is the international week There's a lot more going on yeah, well, listen, the football calendar has changed because of COVID-19, Gordon. Ordinarily, we'd have been looking ahead to this international doubleheader with the transfer window closed. All the clubs would have done their business by last night, August the 31st. Oh, always ruins my wife's birthday, Gordon. August the 31st, I'm never at home. We're doing, you know, reporting on all the big deals. So the, the good part was she got me at the house last night. The, the bad point is this international break is going to be ruined by transfers. Yeah, still the transfer. Or made by transfers, whatever yeah, way you yeah. look at it. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. Um, once again, we pick up the papers to read that uh, Morelos is now linked with another club, Gordon. I feel sorry for this poor boy. Every time he, he wakes up in the morning, he's linked with a different club, different country. I think he's just at this stage that he needs to get out of Rangers, um, get out now, go and enjoy his football, go to a club where he feels he's got to progress now. And uh, let Rangers go on about their business. If not, I wouldn't be against uh, Morelis being there at, at Rangers. I really, if I was a Rangers supporter or Steven Gerrard, and I heard all the talk at the weekend, which I think's absolutely ridiculous about well, Morelis is sitting on a bench and a half. Hello, he's a football player. I'd be the exact same. I'd be sitting there with my face tripping me, thinking I want on that pitch. What you want him to sit there, smile and joke and laugh and, and carry on? I think it'd be worse if he does that. I still think if you get that guy right and he stays at Rangers, I still think he could be a main player for Rangers. 
01419511025 Let's hear from you Let's kick off with Shane Duffy Celtic fans Or any other interested observers What do you make of it? It looks all but complete We're awaiting um, Official confirmation from the club It's a bit of a, a difficult situation He's away on international duty um, So perhaps not as easy to, to confirm straight away But uh, he looks like he is nearing his move to Celtic So Celtic fans, quite simply what do you make of it? Good signing? Yes or no? 01419511025 It will be one of the least surprising moves of the transfer window Roger Hanna um, On a purely numbers basis Celtic lost Jozo Saminovic and haven't replaced him And then he, then once you look beyond that There are still critics of the Celtic defence anyway Yeah, um, I think it makes sense As you say Gordon, immediately you think Numbers, you know, Saminovic was never replaced in the summer Duffy comes in now. Um, I would imagine it'd be Celtic supporting callers tonight, questioning why Shane Duffy wasn't in prior to Ferenc Varos last week. Did Celtic underestimate Ferenc Varos? Did they think they could get through the tie without Shane Duffy and then bring him in for the, the business end of the Champions League qualifiers? Um, same with David Turnbull. David Turnbull arrived 24 hours after the defeat to Ferenc Varos. So the question, you know, there's no questioning Shane Duffy's ability. The guy's played in the last three or four years in the English Premier League. He's got. 30, 40 odd caps for the Republic of Ireland He is probably for a central defender At the peak of his powers if you like I think it would be a good signing for Celtic But should he have been an earlier signing for Celtic? 01419511025 That's the number Peter in Postle Park is on Peter what's your, your feeling about that move? Is it one you're excited about? Uh, yeah Gordon Because also I've been looking for the chat before And uh, slightly in the mode I like to see a Bobo Baldies And yeah, you're having me I'll be the back for somebody that's going to dominate each uh, penalty box and so hopefully we get over the line I think it will be Roger I know you're saying obviously should have been in last week don't know he should have been in after the Commander game and we've seen the way Kevamba basically no no hanging but gave the two centre-backs a, a torrid time but the two centre-backs were a torrid time for the last, eight, last year or so but it's the usual Celtic Roger they, they drag transfers on it's no a case of, they never seem to be able to get I.e. like that, say, right, we want £2 million for a loan fee. Celtic don't just go, out, right, OK, we'll give you £2 million. They've probably haggled and haggled, but we've got it all going well by the end of the, uh, the night of the morning. The deal's done. We've got the boy to the end of the season, possibly uh, <coughs> a permanent move. Uh, I would like another centre-back to come in, because, guys, I really do think uh, Chris, uh, Chris, Chris Ryers maybe hedging his bets and possibly try to get a move, so we possibly still will need cover there. And... I like to get a left back and give cover for a retailer or help to push him. You know what I mean? But to me, I think it's a good bit of business. I know we would have liked to have been in last week. That team should have been. We should have taken care of things by us last week if the the team was selected right or the tactics were right. But we'll not go there. It was done. It's done and dusted. It's last week. We need to move on. There's no point in good dwelling on it. It's gone. Just need to concentrate on the Europa League if we can get there and move on for the whole of which is a 10 and just just push on now guys but I think Big Duff will be a crank signing the line like I said Big Julian I think he'll help him immensely yeah. uh, Peter hold that thought these are strange times it's not often I have to interrupt the football um, here on Clyde One Super Scoreboard but we do have some breaking news this evening which will affect lots of you listening the First Minister Nicola Sturgeon has announced that from midnight tonight people in Glasgow City 
Western Bartonshire and East Renfrewshire should no longer visit each other's homes. So you can no longer visit other homes within that area or host people um, from another household in those homes. If you want to find out a bit more, uh, go to at Radio Clyde News on Twitter or the news pages of our website. And of course, throughout the evening, we'll keep you up to date on our news bulletins as well. But just to repeat, from midnight tonight, Nicholas Sturgeon says, do not visit other households in Glasgow, East Renfrewshire or Western Bartonshire. Um, that follows uh, COVID-19 spikes in these three areas So like I say, go to radio at Radio Clyde News on Twitter uh, We can find out a little bit more Strange times indeed What about Peter's point though regarding Shane Duffy If you can remember it Roger <laughs> uh, Listen, it, it will be a good signing for Celtic I think we're all agreed on that um, I think again, the, the draw command refers to Showed what can happen sometimes to the Celtic defence Good player Julian You saw him at the weekend Lovely goal he scored against Motherwell Good player Ayer um, If he wasn't He wouldn't have these camps for Norway And he wouldn't have got the interest of, of teams like AC Milan But they do have moments where you think They maybe try and play a little too much football Or you know they play football in the wrong areas I don't think you'll get that from Shane Duffy I think Shane Duffy will defend first And then play football second and sometimes that's not a bad thing for someone to do. What do you make of that, Gordon? I keep hearing this, you know, this we need a no nonsense defender, we need a, a physical presence and all the rest of it. But without some sort of level of football playing ability, it simply won't fit into to what Celtic do, will he? Um Yes. Yeah. I know what you're saying, Gordon. It's uh, no nonsense centre half, it's a usual comment. I just think he brings more uh, to the to the you know, the table than that. I think that He's got good experience. He's played at a high level. I think he'll be an organiser. I think he'll be able to help. And I, what I think it does is, I think it allows Neil Lennon to get this 3-5-2 system going with two strikers up top. We've been inundated since last week about the fact that he didn't play any strikers in the last two games. Um, but I just think that Neil wants that three at the back, nice and solid, two wing-backs, plenty of choices. Midfield, he's got plenty in there and get two strikers up top that will score him goals. I think that's the system that Neil will want to play. I think Duffy helps that. I really do. I think he brings so much to Celtic, and I think it'll be a good sign for him. Is that the way you see it, Peter? Is this an upgrade on, on Ayer or Julian, or actually is it someone to play alongside him as a, as a three? I think it's obviously somebody will compliment him, Gordon, because I do like that. The boys, I mean, he's no, he's no playing in the Premiership. He's not getting a national card to Ireland. And no be a, a, a decent player And I'm sure they can play with the ball at your seat So although he likes that You push forward And you know you've got the security with him And Julian at the back And it will allow Maybe he may be, be Like your, as I say your bobo And go and attack the ball If the ball's coming And Julian or I just behind him Not, not if If and doubt he does miss it But I don't think we should get too uh, as I say, I know I like the two big guys at the back, and I mean, big Jelling's got weekend. It's like a, a striker's finished like one, a centre back, and he's, he's, you see, he's got that, he tries that, but games, I think, it reminds me an ex Rangers player, uh, big Amoruso. See, well, he's not getting any pressure on him. Julian and Julian's comfortable with Robertson, so he gets a bit of pressure on him. He may be him, he's like, it's maybe a bit of muscle on him, he gets flustered a bit, but sometimes I think big Jelling's got to maybe. Win the first challenge And that lets him know That he's in top of the, the striker But No hopefully It will be a good signing for us And as I say guys Unfortunately Kind of kind of half one of it Last Wednesday It's gone Just need to move on And concentrate And 
uh, Mars at hand, which is the domestic stuff, and hopefully get a wee run in the Europa League again, maybe get to defend the draw from the group stages, get the last fair through. But I'm quite, quite excited with the Duffy sign and just just as long, decent sign as the last week or so, Duffy and we tumble. I think we Turnbull back signing as well. Yeah, I do agree with that. Um, I'm, obviously, everybody says it. Turnbull's biggest fan. I think he's a terrific talent. It really strengthens Celtic in the middle of part. I do agree with you, Peter, in the sense that I think good business bringing in a centre-half. Every Celtic fan's been shouting about that. And I think a left-sided player uh, to help Taylor in that position as well. But I don't agree that if, the, if this business had been done by you know, last week before Wednesday night's game that Celtic would have went through. I just think that Celtic had enough in their squad on Wednesday night to win. And whether they had Duffy or Tumble in at the same time, I don't think that it mattered. I just think they were off it and it didn't work for them. Thank you very much, Peter, in Postle Park. It's 01419511025 to join the discussion. Now, Shane Duffy, it's a name that most of us certainly know. A lot of us will have seen... Bits and pieces Obviously English football Well over 100 uh, League appearances For Brighton 33 Republic of Ireland caps So people have seen a, a good bit of Shane Duffy He's not a complete Unknown quantity However uh, Let's find out A little bit more I'm pleased to say We're joined On the line By Andy Naylor Who is the Brighton Correspondent For The Athletic Andy thank you Very much for joining us Just to any Celtic fans Or Scottish football fans Who are not quite sure What type of player Would Celtic be getting In Shane Duffy Okay, good evening, gentlemen. Uh, first of all, first and foremost, a very strong defender inside his own penalty area. Really good in the air, powerful blocks, challenges, you name it. He'll do everything he can to keep the ball out the back of the net. That is that is the main attribute of Shane. Yeah, and in many ways, Andy, I think that's probably what Celtic fans have been hoping for. Um, having said that, playing in a Celtic team... Particularly domestically in Scotland They have the ball all the time Or the vast majority of the time And they are expected to to build things from the back How comfortable is he with the ball at his feet? Well I think we shouldn't get misled Into thinking that Shane is just A sort of old fashioned Head it and kick it central defender He's fine on the ball as well The reason he's kind of leaving Brighton Is that he's just not quite as comfortable On the ball as the other central defender options they have now under Graham Potter. So I wouldn't say that, that Shane is not good enough on the ball. It's just that he's not as good as what as as the options. Yeah, take us through his recent Brighton journey then. How much of a success has he been and then ultimately why is he not fitting in anymore? Okay. Well well they signed him from Blackburn in the championship August twenty sixteen. And um he he was really pivotal has been on their journey under Chris Hewton, the former manager. Sorry, the line went a bit... Can you still hear me? Yeah, we've still got you. We heard you saying that uh, Chris Hewton was the manager who signed him. Yeah. So he's been re- he was really pivotal under Chris Hewton alongside Lewis Dunk playing in a flat-back four. That partnership really helped their rise from the championship and two seasons of safety under Chris Hewton. It changed really for Shane with the appointment of Graham Potter, a different style, a different philosophy. That coincided with the arrival of the £20 million record club signing, Adam Webster from Bristol City. So Shane's game time reduced dramatically last season. 
Now, he is also clearly a very influential figure for the Republic of Ireland. So he needs to play. Uh, he's, he's not disruptive at all. If you speak to anyone at Brighton, there's only good things to say about him in the dressing room. Very popular. Uh, never sulked at being left out. Was always very supportive of the team. But he needs to play. And he hasn't been playing enough at Brighton. It looks as if he could have stayed in the English Premier League He could have gone to West Brom He could have gone to West Ham Is there anyone surprised down in Brighton That he's chosen Celtic rather than staying down south? Um, I, I think there's a combination of factors at play here In terms of what is best for Shane And also for the club uh, Shane, Celtic are his boyhood idols That was always his preferred choice Also you've got to bear in mind that in the Premier League, you know, West Brom and West Ham could be seen as rivals for Brighton. So it wouldn't necessarily be great for them if Shane went to one of them and performed really well. So um, I, I, I think the move suits both parties. And you, do you see it as something, he's obviously like a big value. He's been at the club many years. He's played English Premier League many years. As you said, many island caps. Is this something you could see becoming permanent if it comes up and is a success at Celtic Park? That's certainly a possibility if it all goes well. But bear in mind, Shane's still got, I'm pretty sure it's three years left. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he signed simultaneously with Lewis Dunk, actually. Lewis has subsequently signed another new five-year deal, but they both signed at the same time. So he's got three years left at Brighton. So um, they'll certainly be looking for a um, pretty decent fee for him. Yeah, Andy, thank you very much for joining us. Enjoyed the insight. That was Andy Naylor, uh, the Brighton correspondent from The Athletic, just telling us a little bit more uh, than what we already know about Shane Duffy, who we expect to become a Celtic player in the near future. Thanks again to Andy. It's 01419511025 for you to join in, or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, not only Celtic, but uh, Rangers, Aberdeen, and Motherwell also learning what could lie in wait in Europe. Uh, we'll take a look at those next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Just before we get back in amongst the football, a reminder of tonight's breaking news, because I know this will have huge knock-on effects for many of you. Nicholas Sturgeon has announced tonight from midnight, people in Glasgow City, Western Bartonshire and East Renfrewshire should no longer host people from other households in their homes. So if you want to find out a little bit more, go to at Radio Clyde News on Twitter, the news pages of our websites, and we'll keep you up to speed on the news bulletins throughout the evening. But that's just the breaking news for this evening. Um, 0141-951-1025 on the football. Let's bring in John uh, who's a Celtic fan on the line? What do you make of this Shane Duffy business, John? It's a great, a great bit of business if we get it over the line. As I, I was on last week, I think we were talking to Roger and Gordon about it, uh, and I think it's a great bit of business. But I mean, so hopefully uh, they'll, they'll get over the done. <coughs> shows you me the deal done. But I was through the pipeline as well, hey guys. And I, I'd rush Roger this one. Apparently, I've heard that Ayer is a target for Southampton. Do you know anything about this, Roger? Um, no, I haven't heard that one, I have to say um, and Listen, people will be watching him um, I think Neil Lennon had to deny At the pre-match press conference on Friday That Ayer's agent had asked for a, a price That Celtic would accept for the player um, Clearly, 
Um, Ayer and his representative see a future away from Celtic. How quickly that's going to be, you know, nobody knows. But it's like any transfer, John. You, you need to have three willing parties a seller, a buyer, and a player in the middle. Um, and as far as I know, no one has yet tested Celtic's resolve. Would, would they sell Christopher Ayer? And if so, for how much? Well, so apparently, would you call it? I've heard this. Like, uh, I mean, I, I can't actually believe the money. Suppose we say eighteen to twenty million. So, if it was the case, I would take them down myself to Southampton. You know, because yeah, if his heart's not in it, I'd get rid of him. You know what I mean? John, if you get if you get eighteen or twenty million for Christopher Ayer, you're doing wonderfully well, and I do agree. I think more than you would offer to drive him down yourself. You're, you know, the, so the, the only problem you would have, John, is Nicholas Sturgeon might not let him in the car with you. I know. I'd go down and see my sister staying in Southampton. I'd go down and see her. Not, I mean, that's an excuse, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but. See, last week, Gordon, I was, on, I was on as well, right? And I know a lot of people say no, but I say, I watched that young boy Portis again in, in Sunday, and I thought he'd get quite a good game again. I think a guy like Duffy could bring that boy on. I know he's a bit but he's just an out and out defender. I think he'd be a good. Uh, John, uh, you did say that last week. Um, I disagreed with you last week, and. Let's be honest, I'm going to disagree with you this week as well. Um, I think that he has to stay at Hibs, get games. I don't think he would feature with Celtic at all. And I think that would bring the lad on. I don't think he's at that stage. He's development to come to a team like Celtic just now. You, you used the perfect word, John. He is raw. You saw it last season when he put, I think it was Borna Barisic into Road D at Easter Road. Um, he still has that sort of rashness of youth, if you like. But he has a talent. Um, we don't have a huge numbers of promising central defenders in Scottish football, um, and I think you know he could be the next one. He can certainly get to a level. People are talking multi-million pounds for Scott McKenna. I think all these guys, as Dan said, should stay at the club, should play a hundred games for their club, and then have a think about the future. But yeah, I can see what you mean about the lad. I think he does have a sort of raw promise about him. What about the? Proposed structure of this deal, Roger It would obviously be a loan Like we, we just discussed um, On the line Maybe an option to buy down the line But either way It's still going to be An expensive loan If that makes sense Does that does that strike you as being a good idea? Um, listen the, the Deals in football Very few of them Are Good ideas When you hear some of the sums That go about This is And you may have heard A couple of callers mention it In the last two months Gordon This is a unique season Either Celtic win 10 in a row or Rangers prevent Celtic winning 10 in a row So there will be deals done by the two clubs In the course of this season Both in this window and in the winter window That maybe make you scratch your head and think Ooh, that's an awful lot of money But if Shane Duffy helps Celtic win 10 in a row It'll be money well spent Likewise, if some of the Rangers signings Prevent Celtic winning 10 in a row That, for Rangers, will be money well spent I agree, Roger When you see some of the deals and the money that's getting branded about you just look at Celtic bringing in a goalkeeper for just under five million, you know, and just on top of that you've still got the salary, you're probably the agent's fee on top of that as well. So when you put that package together, just for a goalkeeper it's a lot of money. But you're right, if Shane Duffy comes up here and he's a big success for Celtic and they do get ten in a row, nobody will be bothering about the the amount of money loan deals now especially for players of this quality who's on big money down in England uh, he's on our three years of his contract left it's going to cost a pretty penny it's not going to be cheap but Celtic feel that it's worth taking that well is it a gamble 
Because he is an experienced player And apparently a very good one Now let's bring in Robbie Who is calling from Dublin So he's watched a lot of uh, Irish international games And has a, a good grasp on what to expect From Shane Duffy Robbie, what do you think? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm delighted it's gone through uh, To be honest with you I didn't really see it happening Well, just what West Brom and, and, and West Ham are interested too I think it's a mi- mi- massive coup so, uh, For, you know, as I said The season being been the tenor all season I said we need a backup And it's it's not so much really backup Like, I've seen Come to the Premiership, like in and playing the with West Brom, whatever I've seen, or with West Brom, I've seen, uh, or sorry, Brighton, I've seen him play a few times, but um, I had a season both there for the last couple of years with, with Ireland, so like I've seen a lot more been playing with on the international scene, and like we haven't had a great, great, great uh, international team the last few years, and he's really stood out, like he saved us. Like I suppose I was getting into the the current playoff there. Like it was one or two of his his performances and even a late goal against Denmark in the Euros. Um, that said, there was a one all draw away from home. I remember, but as I said, like he has he has stuck out for us. And uh, in regards to like getting into the Celtic team, I I honestly can see him going straight into the first eleven because I I think he is actually a better player than Aya and Julian. And I'm not talking about in current form. I think he's an overall better player. Um, Bayer is going to be a great player. He's a massive player. I think he's kind of, like, kind of gone lackluster, so he has. And that wake-up call against Ferenc Farris, probably something that he needed. And hopefully he'll kick on. And Julian got a great goal last weekend. But like, uh, if I had to pick between the three of them, like, I'd be putting Duffy straight in there. I'd be probably putting him in with Ayer, so I would. Um, I don't know. Robbie, leaving Julian out. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 if I had to put two straight in the middle, so I would. Like, I'll be honest with you. I think Duffy is better than Iyer and Julian at the moment. I, I actually, yeah. I, I would pair Iyer and Duffy, and I'd, I, I, Julian be my third option, and that's, that's been totally honest. Well, when, when you put an investment in the amount of money that Celtic have paid for Julian, um, I don't think that will be the case. I think what it what it does is for Neil Lynn. I do agree with you, Robbie. That. Uh, Shane Duffy's not coming up here to sit about He's coming up to play So he'll, he'll get into the team uh, I think they'll play the two centre-backs beside him But if I was picking And one of them Ayer or Julian Then I would go with Julian all day long Well, you won't need to pick Because all three will play Yeah, that's what I'd so, say so Celtic, Celtic have not played as well In any game this season As they did when they played three at the back Between January and lockdown in March um, it just seemed to click for Neil Lennon's team um, Everything about the formation seemed to work And now that Albion Ajeti is there Has scored a couple of goals Is getting his fitness I think once Odson Edward is fit You'll find it'll be Edward and Ajeti up top And it'll be the three centre-backs of Julian Duffy and Ayer Robbie, enjoyed that insight Always good to find out a bit more Especially Robbie having watched them from uh, from an international perspective Very impressed with what he sees in both boxes, that was Robbie in Dublin 01419511025 to join in uh, Let's hear from Ryan Kent He says he's not sure where his future lies But he says he's giving it all to Rangers while he's at the club He also says the coaching staff have worked hard with him over the summer To try and improve his goal scoring 
I can't thank the fans, you know, enough. They've always been supportive of me, you know, even when I was on loan. Um, it's difficult for loan players to come into a club and be welcomed in the way that they did with me. That was a big incentive for coming back here, you know, getting a feel of the size of the football club. The fans are one of, if not the biggest thing for this football club. You know, you don't get many fans like Rangers fans, so, you know, it's... Um, Every time you step out on the pitch, it's an honour to represent them. Like I said, I'll continue to go out and give my best for this football club. You know, when my future sees me, I'm not, I'm not quite sure yet. But um, as long as i am got this um, Rangers shirt on, I'll give my best for this club. I think that's that's key for a, for a footballer. You know, especially a, a forward player, you need to feel comfortable. You need to be enjoying your football. And that's something I, I certainly do here. The coaching staff have put a lot of faith in me. Um, they put a lot of work in with me behind the scenes. You know, in the in the pre-season that we've had to get numbers into my game. And, you know, that's shown this season. Um, I'm getting into the right areas now and, you know, putting away finishes that, you know, I weren't, weren't fortunate enough to put away last season. How important has he been for a few weeks for Rangers, Gordon? Oh, very important, uh, Gordon. Uh, it's a big season for him. Uh, when he come up and loan, uh, I think young player of the year, uh, terrific. He went off the boil. Um, I just think it was a fact that he was living under that cloud of the transfer. He was a, He's a young lad. He's not... Now, remember, he's not been a seasoned guy that's been playing, you know, your 40 games or 30 games every season for years he's just a young lad he's come on the scene he's been out and loan to a few clubs he's come up to Rangers um, first spell really good I think he's really kicked off I don't know could be wrong here but see the fact that there's not 50,000 people sitting at Ibrox just now he's out there he's got the freedom to go and play he's trying things he's full of confidence um, he's a big big player and for Rangers to you know, to make sure that they try and keep him as best as they can with Leeds United and the Premiership looking at him. So it shows you he's doing something right just now. But Steven Gerrard and every Rangers fan will want him to stay for this season especially. The lad seems happy here. He's happy with what's happening for him. And I think it's shown mm. on the pitch. We'll never really know, Roger, what impact having no fans is having on any players, whether it is allowing Ryan Kent to play with more of a freedom. I mean, he's shown in the past at times he can do it with a crowd anyway. Um what is for sure though With all the speculation going on uh, Round about him Is it impressive that he's managing to Perform well With all that hanging over him Yeah um, I think he's been one of the Rangers Better performers As, as has Borna Barisic Who I've been impressed with as well And he's another one Who's a transfer, transfer speculation I should say Round about him Um I think it missed a chance Just in the last moments Of that draw at Livingston And had the ball gone into the net I think everyone would be saying What an absolutely fantastic Start Rangers have made to the season. Um, yet again, see a goal. I think it's a record that goes back to 1929 or something like that. Before that, now they're managing to score goals. Um, they went to Hamilton and won in the plastic at the weekend. Sort of, sort of maybe learned the lesson of you know that that draw at Livingston. It has been a spectacular start, and Kent has been to the forefront of that. I don't think Gordon. I I I, I look at the fact that some players can react to pressure. Under 50,000 Some like I think just now And I don't I'm not being critical of the boy I just think it's given him A bit of opportunity To go out there Get his confidence Start uh, You know Do things that he probably Wouldn't try in front of big crowds But where I think Has helped his confidence When you look in the papers And you, you see the You hear the rumours That Leeds United For instance In the English Premiership Are prepared to pay Around about 10 million And increasing their bid 
I really think that gives you a, a, a real mm. boost, if you know what I mean, because he's now thinking, well, obviously I'm doing something really right, I'm playing well, I'm playing with confidence, and he's a big player for Rangers just now. Um, Rangers finding out today, Roger, that they will face a trip to either Old Foes, Progress Niedercorn, remember them, yeah. or Willem of the Netherlands, should they get past Lincoln Redimps. So uh, I'll run you through the rest of the draw quickly. If Aberdeen get past Viking, they face a trip to Sporting, so that would be some trip to Lisbon uh, for Derek McInnes' players. Should Motherwell get past Coleraine, they face either KF Lack of Albania or Hapoel Beersheba. Celtic fans will remember them. Again, that would be away. Um, Celtic heading to either Riga uh, or to San Marino. Yeah, um, I think Celtic are on a different path, aren't they? They're on this yeah. Champions path, even though they're in the Europa League now. So I would fully expect Celtic to get through, even, um, even the you know the fourth round as well, when they would go into the second pot of seeds. Although I do notice one of the possibilities were Ferenc Faros to lose to Dinamo Zagreb in the next round of the Champions League. It could be Ferenc Faros again for Celtic, perhaps in the in the knockout phase. The Angels, I would expect. Easily get through in Gibraltar. Um, they would have played in the Europa League last couple of years. You'd fancy them, even though they're away in Holland against Willem Tvey. Um, it's the playoff round for Rangers. They need to be fortunate in the draw. There are some horrible teams lingering in the yep. draw. There are Tottenham Hotspur, AC Milan, Wolfsburg, teams like that. So fortune needs to shine on Rangers. A home draw, Ibrox, and this one off thing I think would be necessary. Motherwell They huffed and puffed For a while last week boys Didn't they last Thursday night The two of you shaking your heads here Another Northern Irish team Oren Kearney We know all about He knows all about us So It will be difficult enough Then after that It really is a, a trip into the unknown And as for Aberdeen um, If they win in Norway It will be a very nice trip To Lisbon To take on Sporting I don't fancy that chance. Sorry big, boys I think the big lesson here Is simple Roger don't look ahead Take one game at a time After Wednesday yeah. night I think we'll just concentrate On what we're, we've got in front of us um, Listen we're actually about to hear From Coleraine manager Oren Kearney The former St Mirren boss Is about to join us in the show So I'm not getting ahead of ourselves Gordon But I just think it's devastating That with everything that's going on In the world and um, Because if Muller were to get through I know you'd be first on the flight to Israel mm -hmm. uh, To go to Beersheva away So I know you'll be, you'll be gutted At not being able to Even think about it yeah, it's going to be a difficult game Albania's nice this time of year as well, uh, I think look, look, I'm concentrating on Coleraine First and foremost Because I watched on Thursday night After I, I dashed out of the studio to watch a game, Gordon And up until mm. I went 11-10 And even at that You know, they had a couple of good chances that I was sweating a little bit But we come out in the end We'll take confidence from Well, Paul, funnily Paul, enough Paul, would you prefer, boys? Would you prefer Europa League groups Or prefer staying up? <laughs> No comment uh, We are about to speak to Coleraine manager Oren Kearney Former St Mirren boss We'll speak to him next And it's a great time To get your call in 01419511025 And we could be speaking to you After the travel 01419511025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna is in the studio Gordon Diel Is alongside him At a safe social distance Of course If you want to get your call in 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Now I'm delighted to say We're joined On the line By the Coleraine manager Former St Mirren boss Many of you will know him as Oren Kearney Oren how are you Thanks for joining us I'm good thanks very much Thanks for having me Not a problem uh, Pretty exciting time Oren first and foremost uh, Congratulations on a fantastic win Knocking Maribor out On penalties um, And it's a, a result Which sets you up With a tie against Familiar opposition In Motherwell You must be looking forward To the prospect 
Um, yeah, it's been it's been a brilliant couple of weeks um, for the club. Obviously, um, we qualified for Europe um, in second place here in the league. Our league shut down and, and, and didn't complete with about seven, eight games to go. So we were slightly disappointed at that, but happy enough, I suppose, to take the European place. And um, Normally for teams over here, with the timing of the season, um, you're normally only back into training a few weeks when the European game comes upon you, and it makes them quite a, a tough task. But I think the way that COVID and everything has worked this year has probably been in our favour, where we've been able to get uh, nine or ten weeks training behind us, and it's had a, a profound effect. What was that like last midweek then? You obviously go into that tie. Massive underdogs. Maribor have knocked out a number of teams on it that are familiar with us in recent seasons. How how was the game? Was it and obviously when it goes to penalties it's the ultimate drama. Did you manage to stay calm? Um, yeah, I think to be honest, we, we had sort of treated the Maribor game nearly as a, as a carrot to the players. We played La Florita of San Marino the week before and although they were seeded, their league was the same as ours and that it shut down in March time and didn't complete. So we knew over here, we started back up again at the end of June because of to, to resume and play the Irish Cup. So as I say, we've been in training quite a while. We knew that they weren't in training as long. So as much as they were seated, we really fancied that we had a chance of getting through. Um, we did that, and I think we'd used, obviously, the Maribor tie as, as nearly a carrot for the players to get through. But once you get through and you have the tie in front of you, then you, you quickly change the goalposts. And, um, you know, obviously, they, they have a massive history in European football. They've been touring quite a few teams, both in the UK and Scotland, I suppose, over the last few years. Um, and decade in relation to Champions League and Europa League so we had a heck of an idea uh, of what we were going up against but as I say I think for us in particular having those extra weeks of training behind us and matches behind us it left us in a better place going into those games and um, for anyone that watched it I wouldn't say it was a smash and grab we went ahead in the tie uh, they equalised and, and we more than held our own How much are you looking forward then to a clash with Motherwell and of course Stephen Robinson? Um, yeah, obviously I know Stephen very well from my time out in Scotland, but also from from before that, and we've kept in good touch afterward as well. So um, he must think he's playing in, in the Irish Cup this season instead of the Europa League because they had Glentorn in the last round, and then um, obviously Corey and another team from Northern Ireland now in the next round. So um, I suppose for him he'll be he'll be familiar with both clubs as such being from here. Um, and yes, you know it makes for an interesting tie um, and one that we're looking forward to. Oh, and it's Roger Hanna here Every Tuesday night I'm in this studio Waged between two Motherwell fans here Gordon DL one side of me Gordon Duncan the you other side of me You didn't have to tell him that L- Let me tell you At about 50 minutes Last Thursday night They were getting very hot Under the collar Against <laughs> Glenn Tom Are you going to put the wind up Them again In a couple of weeks time? Um, you know probably for, I'm actually standing on our pitch At the minute we, We've training here this evening And um, it's not for a park let's put it that way um, both probably in, in surroundings and, and surface as well so um, it will be different and, and I think particularly I suppose Glentorn having to go over there would have made it tougher for, for Glentorn um, obviously I know you know Motherwell to me is one of, is, is as good a pitch as is in Scotland um, the conditions here probably will be slightly different and with that I suppose we've got to try and use um, every advantage that we can and it is obviously a strange season, but you, you touch on COVID there. But one-off qualifiers, it's not as if Motherwell can come over and try and escape with a nil-nil or a one-one, and then get you back to third part. That must that must give you more hope for the tie. Yeah, and, and if I'm being honest, you know it probably helped us in the last round because. I've seen it many times before in Europe where you you go away maybe or even at home and you get a, a good result in the first leg like we, like we did if it had finished 90 minutes the other night it was one all and, and back to our place as normal 
Um, and I've seen it many times before then when they really come and flex their muscles and maybe beat you three or four in the, in the second leg and the scare's over. So for us, yes, the knockout element of it, absolutely, I think changes the psyche of, of both teams and how it's approached. Um, but particularly for us, you know, in the last round, it, it, it worked out well because to me, the longer we remained in the game and, the, and particularly when it went to extra time, you could see them becoming really, really edgy. Does Motherwell's sticky, we'll call it that, a euphemism, sticky start to the season uh, give you extra confidence, Soren? Have you managed to do some of the scouting already, or is that still to come? Um, no, I've, I've always kept um, I've always kept a, a good eye on, on on the Scottish football since my time over there, and um, even this season I've watched a huge amount of the games on TV anyway, unbeknown that that this was going to be uh, the outcome. So I would have. Uh, a, a very good idea, obviously, on, on not just players at Motherwell, but throughout the league um, and everything else. And as you say, it's been a tough start, but for me, probably, and, and it's, it's, it's just the way football is, isn't it? Um, you know, Stephen probably has worked ever so hard over the last few years to, to bring the club and, and to bring the playing squad in particular probably to a place where it's the strongest, I think, that it's, it's ever been. Um, and then Todd's Law... I think the performances from what I've watched have been quite good up to date, but they just haven't been getting that little rub of the green. So um, for us, you know, I think you know we're well aware of the quality that lies within that squad. Uh, we know that, yes, that things haven't been brilliant, and I know Stephen's been the first to say that um, by his standards and by what he would like this season. And for us, we just hope it can remain for a few weeks. <laughs> and, and do you tap in to Glen Torren for some uh, some extra help? Having you know they obviously played them last week, would they be able to help you with? Any of the scouting reports in Motherwell? Yeah, possibly. Um, uh, but like, even up to now, like I know Motherwell have played um, with a set formation pretty much most of the season, and then the last two games against Motherwell or against sorry Glentorn and Celtic at the weekend there they changed the formation. So again, there's only so much homework you can do because um, it, it's very it can it can very much change, and teams are very flexible in relation to how they how they can approach it. So um, and I know Stephen from the past as well. You know he's got two or three formations there that they can easily change and adapt to so it's not to think about putting all our eggs into one basket we just have to be as well prepared as we were for the last round and go and give it a, a real good shot Just before we let you go Oren what have you made of your old club St Mirren how have they been over the, the first couple of weeks of the season? Um, yeah I think they've made, they've made a really solid start and, and I think one that they'll, they'll be very happy with um, probably disappointed um, at the weekend there it was maybe one where they where again they thought with the start that they had that they could have, have possibly taken that result but I'm sure throughout the club I'm sure they're delighted with uh, with the start that they've made and it's great to see Oren thank you very much we'll wish you luck naturally can't wish you too much luck as Roger Hanna's explained but uh, hopefully um, it goes as well as can be it was great to speak to you no, I appreciate that. And can I just say a big thank you, even not, not on social media, a huge amount, but the amount of well wishes and everything, even from across Scotland in the last few days, has, has been humbling to say the least. So just a big thank you to everybody. Thank you. Absolutely. You deserve it. That was Oren Kearney, Coleraine manager, up against Motherwell next week, having knocked out Maribor on penalties. You have to say, Gordon, what a result it was. Yeah, fantastic result. Uh, you just hear the wind there's got to be difficult. Is he off the line? He's still hanging on. Why are you going to bad mouth Coleraine's chances? <laughs> I was going to say, oh, we'll, we'll batter them. We'll put a few by them. No problem. No, it'll be a difficult game. You wouldn't game. even mean that if you'd said it. No, like, it'll, be, it'll be a difficult game. Obviously, a home advantage for the Glentorn, uh, Glentorn Coleraine. Um, but I just think that we will have enough quality. But we have to play a lot better than we did. This, this doesn't work very well on radio, but listeners, can I tell you, this pair are getting hot under the collar <laughs> at the prospect of away to Oren Kearney's Coleraine. They know the 5 1 wasn't a true deflection on the game against Glen Torren last week. They're now away from home on the Bobbly Park that Oren Kearney talks about. 
piece of cake What's mm. the And again you can't get too far ahead of yourselves Because we've got hurdles to overcome first But that Aberdeen potential trip to Lisbon Roger, is that is that the standout from what we saw today? Yeah, of course it is. And listen, what a shame it is that the supporters can't get Because Aberdeen supporters, like Old Firm fans Like all the fans of the other Scottish teams who have qualified for Europe Sometimes they get drawn in, what should we say Less um, exotic, less glamorous, less romantic locations And they go all over Europe to Everywhere from Kazakhstan to the Faroes to watch their team And then the one time Aberdeen get a trip to somewhere like Sporting Lisbon the supporters can't go You know your heart goes out to them uh, 01419511025 That's the number you need to get in touch I'm going to keep recapping this news Because it's very important news uh, A little bit different from what we usually talk about On Clyde One Super Scoreboard But announcement tonight from the Scottish Government That from midnight People right here in Glasgow Western Bartonshire And East Renfrewshire Should no longer host people from other households In their homes So don't meet up in homes um, If you're from that area If you want more Detail go to at Radio Clyde News on Twitter. We have a news bulletin about to come up in the next few minutes, which will keep you informed, and you can go to the website as well. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. It is Beat the Pundit time, it's your chance to win a signed ball and of course the bragging rights that go along with it. If you get more questions right than Roger or Gordon, 0141-951-1025. Give us a call, do it quickly. Lanes close at seven. The headlines 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's 01419511025 to get involved, and it's at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Lyndon Dykes says he wants to become a Scotland great, so the question for you is pretty simple. Should he lead the line for Scotland on Friday? Yes or no And if it's no Then you need to tell us Who else Because we need to play someone And incidentally Ollie McBurney Withdrew from the squad injured But played for Sheffield United This afternoon in a friendly What do you make of that 01419511025 We'll hear from you And Lyndon Dykes after this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Beat the pundit time Let's see who's on the line Terry Who's calling in from County Down this evening Hi Terry Hi how are you doing How are you going How are you Are you well I'm not too bad Not good, too bad Good stuff Listen these pundits Have had an absolute nightmare Recently Terry One week ago Gordon DL hmm. Absolutely stunk the studio out In fact we're just getting over it It well, was it was, uh, the, it was that bad oh, Roger why he's got his new aftershave on tonight Yeah talk, talk us through this new aftershave Because well, you Well it's different and, yeah. I, I, and I don't know what there's, there's something not right about it And I'm, what's Well I've had a lot of good compliments about it no, and that... People asking me if Where I bought it from Right and I he... didn't really buy it It's uh, what you call the Up to date air freshener in your car I, It's like a wee thing that you hang from your mirror I know what an air freshener is thanks right. yeah. So it's a little bottle I got And I opened it And I sort of spilled it in my hands and I thought, So you rubbed it on your face Oh it was quite nice <laughs> <laughs> Honestly uh, Let's hope his answers At Beat the Pundit Are better than his choice Of fragrance Terry I'm going to toss the coin If it's heads You take on Roger If it's tails It's Gordon DL And it is heads So got a let off Gordon DL's been hopeless recently Roger Hanna starts On minus one Remember Good Roger luck, Yes Right no problem No problem Good stuff I'm going to give Roger Some Clyde 2 I'll put 30 seconds On the clock Terry It's pretty simple Answer as many questions Right as you can And if you don't know it Pass and move on To the next one Are you ready? Yep, go ahead Let's get stuck in Your time starts 
No Which Scottish side Are nicknamed the Terrors uh, Don't do that Which club did Celtic Sign Lee Griffiths from Hibernian Who's the most capped player In the current Scotland squad uh, uh, Which Scottish side Play their home games At Lynx Park Lynx Park John Rawr. Walter Smith Left Rangers For which club In 1998 Everton What's the nationality Of Hibernian's Alex Gogic uh, okay, let's see if we can bring Roger back in uh, Roger, same set of questions to you Ready? Yep 30 seconds on the clock Time starts now Which Scottish side are nicknamed the Terrors? Dundee United Which club did Celtic sign Lee Griffiths from? Wolves Who's the most capped player in the current Scotland squad? David Marshall Which Scottish side play their home games at Lynx Park? Montrose Walter Smith left Rangers for which club in 1998? Everton What nationality is Hibernian's Alex Gogic? Cypriot Which Italian club did Ronaldinho play for? Lancio And who is the Motherwell assistant manager? Keith Lansley Okay, okay Terry, what do you think? How did it feel? Mm, I don't think it's done too well oh, I think uh, I've, Gordon's I've, on the mark tonight I've definitely got a couple <laughs> wrong in there I think you did alright But you know what Roger's like When he gets a bit between his teeth Which Scottish side are nicknamed the Terrors It is Dundee United You both got it So it was a good start Terry, which club did Celtic sign Lee Griffith from? I know you associate him with Hibs But it was actually Wolves And Roger got yeah. it right So that's your level if you like Because Roger's minus one has been wiped out Who's the most capped player in the current Scotland squad? There's actually a three-way tie So you had the choice of James Forrest Andy Robertson Or David Marshall So Roger goes one in front Which Scottish side play their home games At Lynx Park Montrose uh, Roger goes two in front Walter Smith left Rangers for Everton In 98 You got that as well Terry So you're doing not too badly uh, But Roger just keeps getting them So he stays two in front And then I'm afraid he pulled away Alex Gogic is a Cypriot um, I'm disappointed in you Roger Ronaldinho AC, AC Milan, Milan yeah. Yeah. As soon as I said Not it. like you um, But Keith Lasley Is the Mullerwell assistant manager So Terry They were quite tough And you did alright But he's a hard man to catch So Roger Hanna Keeps the same ball Hard lines <laughs> No problem No problem at all Thanks very much Cheers, all the best, man. Good man Brilliant Thank you for taking part That was Terry In County Down I like that He's magnanimous in defeat He's happy with his efforts But he had the bit Between his teeth there Mr Hanna didn't he Where was Terry When I needed him last week Oh, Terry was alright Terry would have battered you no, last no, week uh, Well t- Tonight I was fantastic I was the same as him oh, That's funny that Fantastic when you're not on Yeah the only one I wasn't too clever with uh, Was Alec Gogic I was struggled Separate. Separate He's been cruelly denied I had a Cyprus debut I had said Argentine mm-hmm. <laughs> Him and Bevis Mugabe In yeah, the back together yeah. <laughs> Playing with the international team Right 01419511025 A very simple question for you I can't promise that the answer is simple who should lead the line for Scotland on Friday? Should it be Lyndon Dykes? Yes or no? And if not, then who? Because we've not got too many options at the best of times. We've got even fewer options in the squad at the moment, but we need to pick someone. So who leads the line for Scotland on Friday? Lyndon Dykes or someone else? 01419511025. Tell us right now. And thrown into the mix, Roger Hanna, is the fact that Ollie McBurney, who had a great chance, you would have to say, of leading the line, was withdrawn Injured And I put that in quotation marks It doesn't work on, on radio From the Scotland squad But he played 45 minutes or thereabouts For yeah. Sheffield United In a friendly today Yeah Quite often I've got a bad back Gordon So the next time I, I suffer with it I'm going to phone the Sheffield United physio Because he clearly Lays on hands And, and transforms People's physical conditions Um 
Able to play a game On Wednesday Tuesday afternoon Indeed for his club But not able to play The following Friday night For his country So I'm sure the Tartan Army fans Will make up their own minds On that Let's just focus on the guys Who are available To Steve Clark. Remember No Griffith No Naismith No Shankland No Fletcher Remember him So for me It has to be Lyndon Dykes I can't argue with that I can't see Any other Player that can play the role Um you're right. If uh, we, we, there's no point looking at what McBurney's doing just now, leading up to Friday, we've got to concentrate on Friday. We've got to concentrate the players that are available, and I do think that you know Dykes will be in a high getting his move to Queens Park Rangers. It's a big move for him, um, and you look at the other possibilities. Patterson's been brought in. Um, I would probably play Dykes before him. Uh, so Oliver Burke with a bit of pace up top. I just think he's an actual centre forward that can go and I think that uh, he'll be given the opportunity. What sort of formation would you go for this? Um, I don't know because you'd need to go with three at the back. Obviously, if you're going to play uh, Tierney and Roberts. Because people say, well, stick Tierney at right back. I would rather see Tierney playing at left centre back with Robertson in front. So... A three... You know, you're looking three-five-two or a three... Five one one, Okay Ryan Christie off 01419511025 Who should lead the line For Scotland on Friday Is it Lyndon Dykes Or is it someone else If it's someone else Then who We're going to stick a poll On Twitter as well About a democracy in action You can find that At Clyde SSB Who should lead the line For Scotland Is it this man Lyndon Dykes He's in the squad For the first time And he says he wants To go down as one of the greats After choosing to play For Scotland over Australia He says he always knew Deep down he'd pick Scotland He says he wants to Repay the country For giving him his career I mean I think I always knew The decision Um, I spoke to Steve Before lockdown We had Positive talks Um, Obviously he knows What we talked about And then obviously The the lockdown happened So it kind of Put a hold in everything But um, yeah I always knew I always knew deep down That I was going to pick Scotland to be honest Scotland gave me the chance for my career. Obviously, I've, I've only played professional about four or five years now. But without Scotland, I mean, God knows where I would have been. So, obviously, I wanted to give something back to Scotland. And once I've been over here, it's like, I feel like I'm at home. Obviously, like I said, my parents are Scottish. My family's Scottish. My little boy is born in Scotland. So, yeah, without, without Scotland, I wouldn't be playing football. I mean, my ambition is always to be the best I can be. I want to play at the top level. I want to play in the Premier League. I mean, international, I want to be the best I can be for an international. I want to be known as one of the greats. He says he's taking inspiration from James McFadden's Scotland career because the pair were teammates, if you remember, at Queen of the South. He says he'd love to emulate the ex-Motherwell man on the international stage. Before coming in, um, James McFadden, I spoke to him a lot. He was at Queen of the South with me and... He gave me a lot of advice, and and before making decisions, I, I ring I, I ring him, and hopefully one day, hopefully I can I can maybe step up like him. Yeah, well, I definitely strive for at the end of my career for someone to be remembered by the fans and by everyone in Scotland. So I think he's obviously got that. But since he came into Queen of the South, he's always been been great to me. He taught me a lot. I would have liked to play with him longer, but whatever happened happened, and he taught me a lot. Like I said, so. Hopefully I can score a couple goals like he scored because he's got some belters in there. Uh, Gordon DL, I think you just about tipped Lyndon Dykes there. You you weren't too sure. You you weren't too convinced. What do, what do you think is the what what's the thinking that's got to go in behind this? I I know um, he's people have been impressed with the way he roughed up defenders in in the Scottish mm-hmm. Premiership. Does that put him ahead of say Oliver Burke who played in La Liga last season? 
I think it does because well, it depends how Steve Clark sees it. Burt will give you the pace in behind uh, defenders. But if you're thinking of this team, an away team coming to Hamden, they'll probably try and sit deep, have no space in behind them. So I don't think that suits Burt. I think they'll need, Scotland will need, need a link-up player. And your centre-forward dictates where you play the game. So if Dykes can hold the ball up uh, the top, it gives you opportunity for, save, for instance, it is Christie. Playing off him to get support, midfield to get support, wide men to get into the game. So I think that's what it brings to you know the formation, Gordon, and that's why I would probably play him uh, for choice. It would be now. a heck of a, a turnaround, Roger, or a heck of a journey that Lyndon Dykes has been on. Fifteen months ago, fifteen months ago, he played for Queen of the South in a nil-nil draw with Wraith Rovers to try and keep Queen of the South in the Championship. Fast forward 15 months And we're talking about him Leading the line for Scotland That's not a criticism of him by the way But it, it, it maybe shows you Where we're at Or Alternatively it's it's Great credit to him For what he's done And I think that was the season Everyone was talking about Stephen Dobie Getting a Scotland call up When Dobie scored the 41 goals For Queen of the South Listen it's not Lyndon Dykes' fault That once played for Queen of the South um, He is I think the obvious choice to lead the line I've seen him this season I saw him scoring for, for Livingston when they lost at home to Hibs also scored for Livingston when they got a point at the Motherwell early in the season he scored in the pre-season friendlies for QPR he is absolutely buoyant having got a £2 million move to the English Championship a four-year contract from Mark Warburton you can see the smile on his face at training yesterday Stephen Reid the Scotland assistant manager talked him up and you listen to that thick and freeze accent in the audio there Gordon <laughs> and it, it, it's all you need to know I'll tell you that's Three, four, two, one. It's a team for Friday night. Well, you could. I, I was actually just thinking, Roger, when you put me in the spot, and I thought, obviously, you can also look at three at the back. You can play a diamond in the middle of the park mm-hmm. where they are four and play two wide guys and one up yeah. top. I think these are all issues that we're going to get through through the week. We've got a goalkeeping position up for debate and all the rest of it. Let's stick, because we'll, we'll go off on a tangent, let's try and stick with the centre forward at the moment. How much do you take level of opposition into account? I'll revisit Ollie Burke there just with, with the, the stat, if you like. 33 appearances in La Liga last season, Roger. Yeah. Granted, for a team near the bottom. How many goals did he score in that? One, right? So it, I'm not for a second saying he was setting La Liga alight. But if he, I'll repeat it, he played 33 times I, in La Liga. I, I, Is he a victim of, of perhaps what we saw at Celtic? No, I don't think he is. I, I think had the game on Friday night been in Israel, there would have been more of a claim for Oliver Burke to play, to try and stretch the Israelis, to try and take Scotland up the pitch a little bit more. I think Israel might come, they might sit in. Remember, this isn't the playoff game. This isn't a one-off game. This no. is a Nations League qualifiers. This is a, a group and each team's going to play six games. So there's no great onus in Israel to come here and try and come out and play football. I think they'll sit in. Um, you saw when Oliver Burke was at Celtic, breaking down a defence wasn't maybe his 40. He, he likes wide open spaces to run into and take the football into. Um, I think... We might need the height, we might need the physicality of Lyndon Dykes, get balls played up to him, get the likes of Ryan Christie, as Dan said, get the likes of Stuart Armstrong, the likes of James Forrest playing off him. Um, I just think for a home game at Hamden, a game Scotland need to win, Dykes offers you a little bit more. When you you boil it down to the three and you look at at home, then Dykes, for me, is the number Mm. one choice. All right, let's bring in Regan in Bailiston. What's on your mind tonight, Regan? Uh, I just want to talk about uh, McBurney 
uh, choosing to play a friendly over the Scotland qualifying game because surely this was his perfect opportunity to say to Scotland, look, uh, he was going to be the main man, the main man to be the centre forward, and he's quite a big, a big opportunity. Yeah, it's a fair point that Reagan makes, Roger. We've sadly been here before. Just a recap in case people missed it. Ollie McBurney was. In fact, here's what we'll do. Here's um here's the Scotland coach Stephen Reid. Here's what he had to say when Ollie McBurney was withdrawn from that Scotland squad originally. Not really. I think we've got good options, good attacking options. Got players that can play in midfield, but also play a little bit higher if need be. So I still think we we're equipped with with what we got. And again, sometimes with players getting injured, I've said it before a couple of times when I've done my bits and pieces with them, it's an opportunity for, for someone else. Sometimes happens that way. Sometimes happens that an injury occurs and you get your chance. More often than not, that's, that's the case. You know, for young players breaking in or for players getting injured and someone fills in, sometimes it is that opportunity. Someone drops out, someone comes in and takes their opportunity and then gives you, a, not a problem, it gives... You know, good options going forward. You know, John McGinn's been in, you know, free scoring form for us um, from those midfield positions, and we've got good attacking options going forward. Good creativity in the team. The squad's fully equipped to to deal with one or two injuries. So that's generally on the injuries. It got specific though with Ollie McBurney. Here's what Stephen Reid had to say. I'll just find it. That would be helpful, wouldn't it? If I press the right button, here we go. Yeah, he's got an issue with his his foot, I believe, which obviously not quite healed enough to to obviously meet up. Obviously, they'll be going into their season pretty soon as well. So, obviously, from a club point of view and Ollie, it's important that they get that injury right. Unfortunately, he did have to miss out on this one. Uh, he's obviously got a big play, big, big uh, place to to play for us. And you know, but then again, it's an opportunity for for Callum to come in and and show what he can do. So he's injured. He has to leave the squad. He's injured. I'm just on Sheffield United's Twitter. Roger, making sure I'm not seeing things. There he is, Ollie McBurney, playing today, celebrating at a goal with his teammates. Billy Sharp scored. Um, he came on, I think, at half time. Ollie McBurney. Um, he is described as having a great chance in the second half. He headed over the bar, so he was very much there, very much playing, and very much not injured as as we would understand it. Yeah, listen, it's frustrating times. Sheffield United will argue. They paid £20 million for the young man a year ago And he was more or less a regular for them in the Premier League last season You would imagine he will be more or less a regular for them in the Premier League this forthcoming season So they pay his wages um, It's just unfortunate It sort of highlights the diminishing attraction of mm. international football mm. We've seen it in the past with Stephen Fletcher I think we had a very similar situation to this before When he was at Sheffield Wednesday before he moved on to Stoke um, if everyone's fit and firing Would have Lee Griffiths Leading the line for Scotland um, Or Stephen Fletcher Or Stephen Naismith um, Probably all ahead of Oliver McBurney In the queue But this time those three weren't here A lot of people thought Oliver McBurney would lead the line um, Whoever's decision it was Whether it was a lad himself Whether it was Sheffield United He's not here He's played in a friendly for his club It tells you where some people regard Scotland nowadays <laughs> But I wonder if it does then though it would, would it be nice to have a bit more clarity If Sheffield United have made this decision And have withdrawn him in order to uh, Annoying phrase that you hear now Manage the injury And it's Sheffield United's decision First of all it would be nice to know Because yeah. then that's clarity And secondly Then it's not really about Ollie McBurney's desire to play for Scotland And it, it doesn't really show how diminished the prospect is In, in some people's eyes Do you not think that's up to both the, the club and Stevie Clark? To have a chat about that Because obviously If we know about it 
the Scotland manager knows about it. So you would be speaking. Yeah. You'd be speaking to Sheffield United to see what the situation is and and try and clear it up. You're right, Gordon. That, that, that's my point, Roger. I, I don't I don't know. It might well be the case that Ollie McBurney doesn't care about playing for Scotland, and that's the conclusion a lot of people will jump to. But it would be nice to know if actually he was quite keen on coming, and Sheffield United told Absolutely. him not to. Oh, oh, then again, maybe there's been a conversation between Steve Clark and Chris Wilder, where Steve Clark said, "Listen, we're going to go with Lyndon Dykes for this one, or we're going to go with Ollie Burke for this one. Ollie McBurney's only going to be a, a sob; he might only get a couple of minutes." And Chris Wilder says, "Well, it would be better for us if he played 45 mm-hmm. against Derby mm-hmm. in the middle of the week." But it, it would be nice if people cleared that. Yeah. Uh, Regan, who would you pick then? Because we have to pick someone. It's easy banging on about who's not there. Who leads the line for Scotland on Friday, Regan? Uh, for me, it's, it has to be Dykes to play for Scotland on Friday because if he if he can take his chance uh, for playing for Scotland, then surely he's the man to 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 play the biggest part um, for for qual- for qual- for the semi final as well because. Scotland, they can't um, go, go, they can't go back to McBurney for the same final if Dykes has mm-hmm. played well in the, the qualifying game yeah that's a, that's a fair point as well and it's a chance for someone to stake a claim it's interesting as well we haven't had a single call yet suggesting Ryan Christie up top in his own <laughs> I was just thinking about that <laughs> thousands of votes already on the poll uh, oh. for who should lead the line for Scotland on Friday I'll get, well, it's going to be running for quite a bit but I'll give you the results as it stands next oh. Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're asking you the very simple question Who should lead the line for Scotland on Friday? We just heard from Lyndon Dykes um, Ollie McBurney There's a bit of a frustrating situation In the eyes of some people regarding him He pulled out injured and then played earlier today For Sheffield United um, so we put a poll up on Twitter Who should lead the line for Scotland on Friday Lyndon Dykes, Ryan Christie, Oliver Burke or Callum Patterson Now lots of people are replying along the lines of Well there's only one striker there So it has to be Lyndon Dykes Which is fair enough But Gordon I guess that's just where we're at at the moment 2,300 votes already mm. Lyndon Dykes in front by a mile yeah. 68.5% of the votes Ryan Christie second on 19 Point six. If you're Oliver Burke or Callum Patterson um, It doesn't sound like the, the Super Scoreboard listeners fancy it So Lyndon Dykes miles out in front Yeah I agree, I agree with the, the listeners uh, You talk about only one centre forward there Okay we're, we're talking about Christie We're having a bit at Christie's main role Is midley part coming uh, and supporting the striker But Patterson is a centre forward And played there in the Championship with Cardiff uh, But I do believe that I mean, he's, he's, he's a right back slash no, centre forward. No, no I know, no, I know. No, he's not. I'm talking about he, where he started. Yeah, but I told Hearts a long time ago, <laughs> and eventually when he moved, Neil Warnock listens to this show, and the minute he went to, was it? He did go to Cardiff right away. He went straight into the centre forward role where he is now playing. So he's a centre forward. Yeah, he plays off the front a lot for Cardiff as yeah, well. Yeah, but he's more a centre no. forward. Would, would Kevin Nisbet have come into the equation had he not suffered a hamstring injury given the start to the season uh, uh, he's had? Uh, uh, that's a jersey filler, Roger. Um, but, but unfortunately, you know that's where we're at. Yeah, you know, yeah, know John, Johnny Russell and Lewis Morgan can't come over because of the COVID nineteen regulations. What, exactly. what about Eamon Brophy? Uh, the wolf, as I like they call him. Yeah, no, I'm so. Look, you're better just looking at. I think that he's got in his head that he's got to play one striker and probably one off, right? 
So he's got Parson, he's got Bark, he's got Dykes. There's no point in bringing other people in just to say, well, that makes up the squad. And I understand what Gordon's saying, but if you're going to play one striker, which you will do, then you've got three there you can choose from. The best out they three, by a mile, in my opinion, is Dykes. Whether he can go and do it at an international mm. level is another question. Roger thinks Lyndon Dykes. Gordon thinks Lyndon Dykes. The Twitter poll suggests Lyndon Dykes, but there must be an alternative opinion out there because there always is. 0141 Who should lead the line for Scotland on Friday? I've got this teaser for you. It's a good one. Russell Abercrombie sent it in. Thank you very much, Russell. He's looking for 12 players from non-old firm sides that went to either a World Cup or European Championships since 2008. So 12 players from non-Old Firm teams that went to the World Cup or the Euros since and including Euro 2008. Uh, Niall McGinn? Yes. Oh, Roger. And on the same thing, Aaron Hughes? Mm, no. No. Mm. According to Russell anyway Just blame Russell It's fine It's not my question It's Russell's mm-hmm. Niall McGinn mm. Since 2008 mm-hmm. I need time for that <laughs> It's a good question No I hate these questions <laughs> No good Don't don't, don't encourage them uh, there, there are a few along that Same vein That I think you'll get yeah, I'm just trying to think. Was it? Aaron Hughes wasn't at Hearts yet. Oh, did he not jump going to Hearts? No. Euro 2016, okay. E... World Cups, European. I think the same team in the same tournament um, is a good place to start. Had more than. Trying to think. I mean, likes a Trevor. Oh, uh, Michael McGovern. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Oh, Ireland, yeah. Lee Hodgson? No mm. Ryan McLaughlin of Aberdeen? Nope No Just Trying to get through that Northern Ireland squad from the oh, time Oh you're doing well What about Welsh? There must be a Welsh guy in there From Wales <laughs> As opposed to a Welsh guy From N- not, not from Wales, Wales. Right okay mm. Right I'll leave it with you I'll leave it with you on Twitter as oh, well Liam Boyce? No 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 Alright since and including Euro 2008 12 players from a non-old firm team Have gone to either a World Cup or a Euros Can you name them Michael McGovern and Niall McGinn so far? Kyle Lafferty No No Roger A couple more from that team though I must admit Davis No Oh, oh no an old firm Yeah and uh, 20 Trying to think who else would be in the squad Billy McKay in the squad No mm. Okay Okay, not Trevor okay, Carson okay, Not Trevor no. Carson uh, You might want to Yeah 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 I'm Stay roughly in uh, the same theme Of Trevor goalkeeper, Carson Goalkeeper 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 Roger Welsh He's Welsh for Wales oh, no, he's Alan Manis Alan Manis Who's about to face Zlatan Ibrahimovic Amazing Milan. Here's your next clue This is a niche one uh, What about a guy who's not a goalie But used to be a goalie Oh I, Josh McGuinness Josh McGuinness Right that's a good start We're 
4 out of 12 down So since Euro 2008 12 players Non-old firm That have gone to either A World Cup or a Euros McGovern, McGinn, McGuinness And Manus So we'll leave it there And you can play along on Twitter As always Just let me remind you That if you want to get involved In the show And you want to hear your question used It's fulltime At Clyde1.com Fulltime At Clyde1.com Let me just check in On that Twitter teaser and uh, Twitter poll Sorry See if anything's changed With regards um, Lyndon Dykes leading the line for Scotland I wouldn't have thought so It was He was miles out in front We're now up to nearly 3,500 votes um, So lots of response But again Lyndon Dykes miles in front Gordon What percentage Gordon? 69 Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm not surprised at that um, But Because uh, he's a natural centre forward I'm not saying that he's got to be perfect But out the three there I think he's the best pick And that's only my opinion I think he'll bring other players into I mean I, I take it you're going along the line of Because he is a striker As in if I just said to you randomly Who is the best player between Ryan Christie or Lyndon yeah. Dykes You would pick Ryan Christie I'm, But he's not a striker Yes, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm going with the fact that I think That Dykes will be able to Play with his back to the goal Hold the ball up for midfield support Wide support I think if you get the ball wide to him, he can go and attack it in the box. He's good, decent in the air. He likes to fight the battle. So on the tactics that I think that Steve Clark will uh, play in, uh, in Friday night, I think Dykes is the one that's suited to that formation, that position. Okay, 01419511025. You can keep your suggestions coming on who should lead the line for Scotland uh, on Friday. We can still talk club football. That's what Brian wants to do on the line. Hi, Brian. Hi, good evening panel, how are, how are you doing? Good, Hi, good. Brian. I just want to talk about, um, I mean, I think this is quite a big coup for us Celtic, you know, um, signing uh, Shane Duffy the night. Now, I, I, I looked a few things through the internet, I mean, when, when, until it's signed, sealed and delivered, I'll never talk about it. You know, it, it'd be nice to have Lionel Messi, it'd be nice to have, but still things are signed, sealed and delivered. And then I'm thinking at the end of it, well, that guy refused to stay in arguably, they're saying, the best league in the world with teams that are, you know, financially better off. This is a great thing for Scottish football to be attracting players of that type, but particularly for Celtic because, and I know about the timing last week, not one Celtic fan can be happy with what happened. And I'm positive Neil Lennon's not happy with the team's not happy. So, you know, to say, oh, you know, like cried over spilt milk, horse bolting out, you know, it's just silly to even go there. We didn't have them. We should have had enough for the players we've got. But moving forward, this is a big statement for Celtic because if you have the unrest, which is reported, not again confirmed, so I'm not going to add my bit to it, but if you have an unrest in Ayer, Ayer and Julian are, are meant to be forming a very solid partnership. That's not the case when you're watching. Ayer was actually probably a better player playing forward. That's Celtic's problem, not Ayer's problem. Ayer maybe is working his ticket to go to Celtic Park, but the centre-half pairing needs to be two absolute solid working together mind and body to win a league because... If the defence doesn't lose goals and the, the forwards are scoring more than we will win the league. Now we should win the league, and that's without being arrogant. We should win the league with the team we've got. But this strengthening, this strengthening, we are player of that ilk. 
is what Celtic fans are looking for. And I've said to you before, I've been shot down to hell with this with my mates on, on my own social media pages. I don't really put that much stock into European football as much as what other people do. This is the, the be-all and end-all of life. I want to win the league. I want to win the domestic cups. If we do well in Europe, fine, I'm happy because I love a trip away with the Sardinia's Palmet Stables. If we get that, it's fantastic. Do we expect to win the Europa League? No. Do we expect to top leagues in the Champions League if we get to that, that group stage? No. Why do you have to divide the two though, Brian? Because I don't think anyone's suggesting Celtic should aim to win the Champions League, but you get there, you get whatever it is, £30-40 million, pounds, which allows you to keep pulling away from Rangers and continue your domestic dominance. So surely the two are linked. Well, the two might be linked in the, the, the psyche of this football supporter. But when it comes down to the hard facts of keeping a, a club like the size of Celtic alive, you know, yes, the £40 million, um, that or 30, 40 million that, that comes in will ensure that you can buy better players. But again, I look at Paris Saint-Germain, two and a half billion pounds apparently since inception of their, all their big money injections. They haven't won the Champions League. Yeah, but Celtic aren't trying to win it. Your point is you focus more on domestic football than European. But to be more dominant domestically You need the money from Europe And not only the money But the status and the prestige Which comes with it And attracts better players Surely Well that in itself You know like the, the, the financial uh, Like disparity Between Celtic and say St Mirren Celtic and Ross County That's polarised in Europe when, Between the, the teams we, 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 nearly, we nearly beat a, a Good Bayern Munich team at Celtic Park. I was watching. Yes, we didn't win. We got beat, but we played with not even a tenth of the players that were on their bench. So it's about it's about getting things into perspective rather than saying, you know, we have a go at Europe. Everybody wants to have a go at Europe, and good luck to all the teams. I'll not name them because you know, good luck to all the teams in Scotland that are going for. A, a place in the Europa League, but that really is, to be honest, that is our that's our reach. Mm. The Europe, the the, the the least of the teams in Champions League are heads and shoulders above us. Why I don't know. Is it money? Maybe. Of course, yeah, well, I'd imagine it's a it's a fairly big part of it. We covered quite a bit. Let's go back to the the start of Brian's point, Roger, which was about Shane Duffy. He says it's you know it's a, it's a massive coup because he turned down. Other English clubs I can almost hear the critics Because you know what You know what Glasgow's like There's a lot of Sort of sniping going on And people will say Well he wasn't getting A game for Brighton At the moment It can't be that big a coup But you take Brian's point It's always nice That players might Turn down the riches Of the English Premier League And choose to come up here For whatever reason Yeah I'm sure By coming up here He's not transforming himself Into a pauper <laughs> yeah, By, by any say. stretch Of the imagination Um Shane Duffy could have stayed in the English Premier League He could have gone to West Ham or West Brom um, It was the emotional tug of playing for his boyhood team Celtic He wanted to come up um, He hasn't committed for four or five years At the minute he's only committed for the season He will know as well as anyone The significance of this season for Celtic And he seems keen to play a role in that significant season for Celtic So the Celtic support will welcome Shane Duffy with open arms Um, Will the last bit of transfer activity Either at Celtic or Rangers With another more than a month Gordon Before this window closes And only really after October the 5th Will we be able to 
have a proper assessment of where the two teams are as they pursue the title? Yeah, I think it's a great bit of business because of the player, Gordon. I think Roger said it there about, you know, he's he's a Celtic guy. He wants to play for a club. He's sitting there on a three-year deal. Um, he's been earning big money down there. So financially, it's not uh, for you know, it's not a money move for him. It's the fact that he looks at Celtic in this year of trying to help them get ten in a row over the line. Because you know, if it was a career move then he would probably stay in the English Premier League. I think he looks at Celtic, or he looks at, you know, a club that he's got at heart, and he wants to come up and help them achieve the 10 in a row. So, and I do think, watching him, um, I think Celtic need centre-backs, and I think he's a good signer. I mean, as Roger says, he will still be rewarded handsomely, I'm sure, for playing for Celtic. But not everybody would, would accept any sort of reduction in wage, so... We'll take the, the small victories Well we can 33 caps for Ireland Gordon uh, And still only 28 Eight. I wonder if that Is that sort of Peak central defender I know the Celtic Traditionally or, or recently Certainly want to You know Buy young prospects And sell them on And, and make money But where, where does 28 fit In the sort of Peak years of a Central defender In the modern game It's a fantastic age for me I really do I think you've still got A lot of football Left in you and you'll get so much experience under your belt as well. Uh, and he's played a lot of games. He's an international player as well. I just think it's, uh, it's the right type. I don't think money... If Celtic can get 10 in a row delivered, then I don't think money will be ever mentioned again about Duffy. It is a big commitment, but if you look at what Celtic have spent already, as I said, over £4.5 million in a goalkeeper, for instance, then it's... <sighs> You're bringing in a, 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 a lad that's played abroad Doesn't know the, the British game This guy's mm. played here He knows the British game He knows what it's all about He knows the pace here So I think he'll be able to come up to Celtic Still might be different up here though uh, But but it'll not be I, I don't think it'll be a, a, a shock to him Gordon It may be a little bit faster But I don't think the physical side will worry him um, we heard from the, the reporter tonight saying Look, he's not the worst Everybody's describing him just as a big tackler Go out there and tackle a ball winner But when you're playing the English Premier League The, the standards down there are, are incredible And the players you're playing against week in, week out So I don't think you'll have any problems coming up And taking the ball out the, the, the middle of defence And going starting start an attack for Celtic I just think it's a good bit of business I'm beginning to sense you wouldn't have paid four and a half million pounds for Vasilis Barkas. That's a couple of times you've mentioned that unprompted I, this evening. I one hundred percent. I don't like to go too early, Roger, but you put me in the spot. I would certainly not have paid that money. What I've seen of the goalkeeper so far, uh, he really disappointed me. And you can have a go at defenders, and they take responsibility. But I think the goalkeeper the other night there. Should never lose that goal This is going to become your thing though You're just going to double down on this aren't you I've got Yeah yeah. Right. I, pick, I pick players But the one thing is I've got, I've, I've got the bravery to go early Gordon <laughs> I've said that I wouldn't have paid 4.5 It's not always but, desirable No I, I've, I've been right with guys like Frimpong And people like that uh, Hadji for instance After 10 minutes Cedric so, Eaton The jury's out for me in that one Klamala I'm sorry I've 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 gone already with that, um, so everybody's got their opinion. This game, that's why it's, uh, we love the game so much. This mm. is why we we come on here. You give your opinion, people will shoot it down. No problem with that. 
But I'm usually more right than wrong I don't think so Let's see if you can be more right than wrong on this teaser Russell has sent it in Thanks by the way to Brian on the line uh, Russell says Since and including Euro 2008 12 players from non-Old Firm teams Have gone to either a World Cup or a Euros Can you name them? Michael McGovern, Niall McGinn, Josh McGuinness, oh, Alan Manis g- g- This will be good Now I know he, he played with Rangers But I think he went with Kamarnock Jordan Jones? Nope You sure? According to Russell Here's one he painted a picture of it. Owen Fawn Williams Yes Wales and Inverness I told you a Welsh uh, What about Ryan McGowan Hearts in Australia No he It was the twen- It was the By the time he made the World Cup squad He had gone from Hearts I think Good okay uh, Hibs Jamie McLaren Was he in one of the Aussie yes. squads <sighs> Jamie McLaren Australia and, and Hibs and I, I can't remember whether he was signed He's Paul Mark Milligan No No Alright we'll leave it there One, two, three, four, five, six To get We'll get them next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Right we're into the final part Of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL And Roger Hanna Here with me Gordon Duncan Still time though For you to get your call in On 0141-951-1025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Now, we're putting our heads together for this question, and I'm sure that lots of you are trying it at home as well. Russell has been in touch. Fulltime at Clyde1.com is the address you need if you want to do something similar. And he says, since Euro 2008, and including, 12 non-old firm players have gone to either a World Cup or a Euros. Can you name them? Jamie McLaren, Australian Hibs, Owen Fawn Williams, Wales and Inverness. Michael McGovern, Niall McGinn, Josh McGuinness, Alan Manis all went to the Euros with Northern Ireland. You've got a bit of work to do, though. What about Carrie Arneson? Oh, Iceland and had. Aberdeen? Yes, Carrie Arneson. You did not have that one, yeah, Gordon. Did. Nope. What about the DNA to keep a Kawashima? Did he go with Japan? No. <laughs> he went to another country. Dundee United goalkeepers goalkeeper. might not be the oh, worst. Oh, I'm going to get through them all now. Shamatowski. Nope. Cherniak. Nope. Pernas. Yes. Dusan Pernas went with Slovakia to the 2010 World Cup. One, two, three, four to get. Plenty Did of time. Won the cup. Plenty of time. Let's check in uh, on that Twitter poll. Who's is Lyndon Dykes? I think we should just print this off and hand it to Stevie Clark and say it doesn't matter what you were thinking, Stevie. We've Ouch. had a poll on Twitter um, on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. I mean. It's got over 4,000 votes Stevie already In the last half an hour mm. And Lyndon Dykes is 68% So it looks like he's the He's the man In the eyes of our listeners anyway I reckon if my hip was okay I could be going that point No Not that desperate Oh well you never seen me in my heyday uh, oh, Yeah So oh, it looks oh, like I think we're <laughs> <laughs> uh, It looks like They've decided um, Roger it does it's a, it's a bit strange Let's be honest International football um, In fact let's be honest It doesn't take everyone At, at the best of times um, But it's just strange At the moment Because life is strange And we actually are still To play as real In a far more important game Than this one um, Somewhere down the line In a couple of weeks time um, Fans can't go So it, it does feel A little bit weird At the moment Yeah it feels very strange I think the return of football Feels strange Because supporters Aren't allowed into the stadiums um, I tend to think the games haven't been as good And you would link that perhaps to Lack of supporters in the stadiums How many of these live games have you seen on Sky That just really haven't ignited at all um, 
the sooner we get supporters back, the better. But the news you brought is at the top of the show tonight that the First Minister is imposing more restrictions on households in several areas in Glasgow in the West would lead you to believe that it's going to be a little bit longer before you see some f- supporters getting back in because if you can't have your mother round for a cup of tea, what chance of in 2,000 people at mm. Ibrox or Celtic Park? Well, they, they may well be linked, but they may not because remember the... And now we're, we're definitely veering away from football, but, but the reason this has been brought in is because they, the, whoever they are, the scientists, they believe that recent spikes here, Roger, are caused by household gatherings. That's why... It's houses that they're cracking down on Pubs mm-hmm. and all the rest of it And uh, gyms that have reopened And restaurants They've got track and trace procedures in place Houses don't And that's that's why we've been getting ourselves so, In some difficulty So the football authorities might And I just, I'm just throwing out there Might might survive this It might not have an impact We need to wait and see I think I'll phone Rangers and Celtic tonight To see if I can meet my mother At Ross County Celtic Or Rangers and United A week on Saturday If you're both invited to the test event Then you would be able to Wonderful Great you can go to Ross County if you want That's a good trip <laughs> I've already been But I know a man who's going <laughs> Yeah I must admit actually You guys have been very privileged this season Because you've been allowed into football grounds When yeah. so many others would, would have loved to have been there uh, Roger with us not being on air on Sunday I went along to work at the Celtic Motherwell game And How did you find it Gordon? It's your first game I've been to a couple Roger's obviously and been to a few It is Rubbish well, to be quite you know frank. something, Gordon. It's strange. I'll tell you why. Because when I go to the games for Super Scoreboard on a Saturday, I've got the cans on, and the experience for me isn't really much different mm, because from you're listening the to us. Because I'm listening to okay. you guys in the studio, and what goes on round about me? You know, you obviously see the game. You don't. I don't tend to hear the crowd anyway. But anecdotally speaking, mm-hmm. to you know the other yeah. newspaper writers, they do see, see a big difference. By the way, that's not a complaint. That's not a criticism of the standard of play or anything like that. In fact. You know, f- far from it. It's just football fans are so important to, to our game, and it's it's such a shame that we can't do it at the moment. But watching the game, in your opinion, does it make a difference of the pace of the game? For yeah, I think it, I think you could say that, but I, and I probably need a psychologist yeah. to help me out here. I, I, maybe you're just incapable of of separating the two. Maybe you're, maybe you're expecting it. There obviously is a. It seems to me that there's a flatness. Well, unlike Roger, I don't listen to the show. I take my can my cans <laughs> off and I concentrate in the game, and. I've got to say, I think the pace of the game is a bit slow. Um, yeah. And I think players are finding it... They're, ad- they're adapting to it a lot better than what I thought they could, Roger. But I still think they're finding it, even now into, what, five league games or something, six? They're still finding it very strange. Yeah, someone told me the GPS stats are down. You know, oh, are they? Yeah, I, th- I think that running... Lesser distances And running at a lower intensity And you can mm. understand that You know normally They might chase down the ball quicker Because the crowd mm-hmm. are on top of them Gordon So it be interesting to see if, if that's just a start of the season thing Or whether that You know Extrapolates mm. itself Through the course of the season it would, be, it would be good to find out Because I remember A few of these things From the English Premier League And I actually From memory Don't think their GPS stats Were down from, mm. from the end of the season So it would be good to get A kind of definitive on it And of course As time goes on We'll be able to Draw conclusions from the results Roger You know What's it done for Away wins for instance Are we, are we going to see An increase in away wins An mm-hmm. increase in In whatever um, Yeah it's, it's not great But 
every cloud Maybe we can learn something from it And take some sort of conclusion as time goes on Is it a bit early to do that? I think it probably is too early You know, Some teams have only played three or four games so far this season So you wouldn't get a, you know, a fair analysis of it It'll be interesting to see further down what the final stats are I think we're all just desperate to get supporters back into grounds, Gordon And of course then once you translate that to international football You've got a bunch of guys who don't play together week in week out. Um, Hamden and you know, well, it's not always full for Scotland games anyway. Uh, recently, but you know, doing that, doing that type of football on on a, on a massive empty stadium, it might might be quite challenging, Gordon. It'll be very challenging, Gordon. Um, I think it'll be up to the players just to, you know, do their very very best. Um, because you say you go to Hamden, sometimes twenty thousand in it. And it, there's absolute no atmosphere whatsoever, and the players have got to pick their own, get themselves up for a game, and get themselves going. I think it's going to be real difficult to begin the game on Friday night. Uh, right, so let's just take one last check on that Twitter poll before we leave you this evening. I don't. That's not going to change, is it? Let's be honest. Unless um, Oliver Burke gets everybody he knows to vote, and it still might not be enough. Five thousand votes, nearly Lyndon Dyke, sixty-nine percent. In your eyes, he is the man to lead the line for Scotland. On Friday uh, We'll be building up We've had a lot of club football On our minds as well Shane Duffy um, Closing in on a move to Celtic We imagine that will be complete Relatively soon We had the Euro draw For the likes of Rangers Aberdeen Motherwell and Celtic today um, So as the week goes on I think we'll, we'll build up A bit more to Scotland There's a few debates to be had Who should start in goals For instance Should we do something different At the back Maybe stick a, a Scott McTominay in there You never know There are a few debates to be had And we can do them as the week progresses Let's finish with tonight's teaser though Since Euro 2008 12 players Non-old firm teams And they've gone to either A World Cup or a Euros You've got Jamie McLaren Carrie Armisen Owen Fawn Williams Michael McGovern Niall McGinn Josh McGuinness Alan Manis And Dusan Pernis What about Alan Tate at Aberdeen? Nope Is a Not a bad shout though there? Not a bad shout Stay on that theme Are there a mm. player in there gone? Must have been before Ryan Hedges was at Aberdeen Yep uh, Wes Burns No I think So this was this would have been the season Where they ran Ronnie Dyla's side Pretty close I feel like I remember him I think I remember him Scoring for Aberdeen Against Celtic Which might tell you What end of the pitch He played at Centre mm-hmm. forward Roger Simon Church Yes oh. Simon Church Right um, Couple. If I give you the, the, the combination You'll nail this one easy yeah. 2010 World Cup uh-huh. Ivory Africa. Ivory Coast And Hibs Sol Bamba Sol Bamba there we go Now I think Russell's thrown in a wee cheeky one for you here Because I can't remember if it was a, a loan Or a short term deal But I think the timing certainly does marry up Motherwell is one Gordon Goalkeeper There's no chance you'll remember it Motherwell Goalkeeper And New Zealand oh, Played yeah. in the 6-6 game against Hibs oh. Shortly before this tournament Michael McGlinchey Michael McGlinchey wow. M-M. And the last one The hardest By a mile Inverness Roger Marius Nicolai Ah oh, well done Wasn't that hard was it <laughs> oh, Marius Nicolai oh, oh, Super Brilliant Thank you Roger Hanna And Gordon DL For joining me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard The biggest thanks As always Goes to you Because you deserve it uh, For listening For calling For tweeting Doing whatever it is you do To interact with the show We always appreciate it And we'll get back to it Tomorrow night Wednesday From 6 With Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi In the meantime You might as well stay right there Callum Gallagher is up next He'll look after you For the rest of the evening And we will speak to you tomorrow <laughs>